Welcome to Simon Says Educate. I'm Simon, your AI host, and I'm here to guide you through the exciting world of teaching and learning at Clover Park Technical College. Together with my human co-hosts, we'll explore the latest trends and best practices in education, bringing you a fresh and engaging perspective on what's happening in classrooms and beyond. Each week, we'll dive deep into the issues that matter most to our community, interviewing faculty members, students, and other thought leaders in the field. We'll discuss everything from the newest teaching strategies and classroom technologies, to the challenges and opportunities of online learning, and the impact of education on students' lives and careers. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired and informed as we embark on this educational journey together. Welcome to Simon Says Educate. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to Simon Says Educate. And today we're talking to Tiffany Smith about observations. And as you know, we have observations uh, in our professional development. And if you're in the uh, base camp, you'll see that we're beginning the conversations about observations there. But I wanted to take some time to talk to Tiffany, who has experience as an adjunct, as a professor, as a dean in the observation process. I was an adjunct for many years, and I found that in some colleges, not all colleges, but in some colleges, observations were stressful. You know, it was something that didn't happen very often, and we had two things go on. Either they could sometimes be overly critical, or they could sometimes be uh, fairly meaningless or innocuous because like uh, for instance uh, Kristen Copeland is famous for not liking Likert scales and uh, one of the reasons why is like I would get an observation and the observation would everything would be I'd get one out of five I'd get fives for everything um, people say Jeff is great Jeff communicates well with his students um, no real examples but uh, no waves were made and everyone was happy and we just kind of checked off the box and moved on. And we're hoping that observations can be more than that. Uh, so Tiffany, how do we create a culture where observations are supportive? So I think the, the first bit on that is recognizing that I, I think most folks come in wanting to give constructive feedback that's helpful for faculty. I also think that faculty who are observed have to recognize too that as an observer, I have often found little tidbits of things that I want to introduce into my own courses. And so that it, the observation is not just necessarily for growth for the person being observed, but can also be growth for the person that's doing the observing. And I think if there's a two-way dialogue, have you thought about this? This was great. You know, you could take it further by doing X, Y, and Z, or do you know about this tool or this practice? When I became um, a faculty member, I did not really know how to teach. I'm a, you know, master's prepared nurse. And in my master's program, we did very little prepping to become an actual teacher. And so I had to learn on the fly during my tenure process from folks that had been doing it a lot longer than me and were so gracious and graceful with giving me tidbits of information about, have you tried this? You did really well. Or, you know, I could tell that that content was really difficult for you. Have you attempted to do this instead? Or how about making it more interactive? And so I really appreciated the feedback. And I think part of um, making sure that we're creating a culture is recognizing where each person is showing up. So the observer 
audience to recognize, you know, sort of how they're doing and, and what their role is as the observer. And the person being observed also needs to recognize that, that it really is feedback that is attempting or hoping to give some different perspective from somebody that's been teaching for a while, just in hopes of making it better for, for them, for the person um, being observed and for the students as well. Oh, great. So it sounds like that take on observations is an opportunity for mentorship. Yeah. And I, and I will, and I'll, I'll stay true to the vice versa. Like, I think the mentorship is a big deal. You're typically, you know, when I was in my tenure process and even now it's somebody that has more teaching experience or has been doing it longer. And so I think the mentorship is a perfect uh, word for it. I also would say that I have um, on many of occasion learned some things from the, like I said before, the folks that I was observing, things that I didn't think about doing. And so there, there's that, there's that ability to have a dialogue with somebody that's a colleague or somebody that you're connecting with through, even if you don't know their content, you're connecting with them through teaching. So I think that that's powerful. And if we look at it from that perspective, I believe that there's a lot of good that can be done because the idea of getting better is not to do the same things every single day. It's to challenge ourselves to do something different. And I think that that's what we're after. That's, that's great. So in your own department, how do you prepare faculty for observations? Well, my faculty know that I'm going to come and observe them because part of it is um, not just a requirement of our contract, but it's also a a requirement for our accrediting bodies. And so I just let them know that I'm going to come. I want them to really do business as usual. I want to see what it looks like in a classroom with them. And honestly, they do great. There are little tidbits of things that I give to them. And and I've had the opportunity to team teach with some of my faculty. And so we bounce ideas off of each other. And it really is more of a, a mentorship slash collegial interaction where I feel like there's growth for them and growth for me too. Okay, great. So how do we account for different styles in teaching and in observations? Because I think sometimes it's um, it can be difficult to understand how somebody presents information, how the students are receiving information in a single observation. Um, do you ever find that to be the case? I do. I mean, um, I I do I do think that one of the things I wish that I could and I can I suppose observe my faculty more in an informal way, but I you know as a human I I want to get better. So when I, you know, I want folks to observe me and to tell me, hey, you know, here's a way that you can improve this thing. I actually think observing more than one time, and it might even be nice to observe, uh, you know, the same class, but a different subject or a different day, just to see how the the instructor is capturing their teaching style around learning styles, right? So we've got all kinds of different students in the classroom that have all different kinds of learning styles. And so it's really hard to capture a teaching style that speaks to multiple learning styles in an hour. Right, right. Yeah, we were looking at basing our observation processes around this uh, thing called teaching squares. And teaching squares is where you typically have four faculty all working together and they meet together, discuss what they're looking for when they go into an observation, what their expectations are. And the idea is that we bring faculty together to do observations to make it supportive 
the difference between the formal process of teaching squares, and if you look that up, for those of you who are listening, you'll be able to see what that teaching squares looks like. For us, we thought that maybe four faculty, getting four faculty together might be difficult. So we're thinking maybe it's three, maybe in some cases it'll be five. So it's no longer a square. It's, a, it's more like a teaching circle. It's what we're what we want to call it. Cool. So for the for the purposes of professional development, you know, not tenure, we're we're thinking about using the using observations as that way to support a creative uh, a creative way to um, help faculty learn about different ways of teaching. And so it sounds like you have some of that happening in your department. What do you think of the idea of teachers observing teachers as part of that process? Yeah, we we do have faculty observing faculty. And like I said, there's a lot of team teaching or co-teaching in my department. So you by just proxy, right, of yeah. that assignment, you're able to um, see how one of the other faculty members is teaching. So there's a lot of dialogue that happens in our department around how do we deliver content to students that's dynamic and engaging. And so anytime we have feedback for each other around how we could make it better for students, we're we're all in for that. I like this idea of the teaching circle or square to whatever you folks decide to do. Part of what I think is beneficial for this too is when I first became a director of nursing and I was on a tenured faculty members tenure committee, I didn't really know how to do an observation. I didn't get any true practice of what I was looking for, except the form in front of me. I think this makes, this is an opportunity for folks to get really good at observations. It gives them an opportunity to see many different types of teaching styles, and it allows them to be able to go in, in our process here at the institution to really offer that critical feedback to their colleagues, even if it's not in the tenure process, or even if it is. So I think it's really nice because, again, one of those nuances, you go into higher ed and all of a sudden you're doing observation. And it's not like somebody taught you how to do that. So I think this idea of being able to do it in a safe space where people um, appreciate the folks that are around them and are willing to um, share teaching materials and engage in classroom visits and, and share reflections. I think that that's a win-win for everybody. I've been at a few meetings with your department. And one of the things I've noticed is that there seems to be already a strong connection between the faculty that are there. So there is a, it's, it's definitely a faculty community. There's also a sense of people working together. So I think that would be a real key to the whole observation process is that building community and providing an opportunity for people to build those relationships that they need, because I think this process requires trust as well. Absolutely. And that is one of the things that we have worked really hard on is to develop a community within our own department. And I always encourage my faculty to get out and, and form community with other faculty and other departments because it's important. We all do something different. And I think that we have the opportunity to learn something from another human when we get an opportunity to slow down and see how other folks do it, it's really a it's really a gift at the end of the day because I don't know everything, right? And neither do my faculty. So it's really nice to talk to other people and to see how other people do it. There might be something that we glean from their process that makes us better. 
And at the end of the day, the trust that we build with other people, not just within our department, but across departments, um, and the trust that we have on this campus is important for us to be able to serve students the best that we possibly can. So I think that there is a, this is a win-win situation, um, not just for faculty, but also for students. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's really kind of an, that's an important point, too, of being able to meet other faculty who are working in other disciplines. Um, one of the things I've noticed is I'll talk to somebody in uh, a manufacturing or welding or something, and they seem kind of intimidated by the idea of like lecture, for instance, you know, or how to how, how do you do a lecture and, and why would I do a lecture? And they might not think of themselves as teaching in the same way. And yet one of the things that they do and that they do very well is demonstration. They're very good at demonstrating the techniques that the students need to know. They're good at understanding when the students aren't engaging in the demonstration and when that needs to be corrected and, and how to communicate during the demonstration. And they've done so many demonstrations that they've got this expert knowledge in that technique of teaching. And I I don't know how I'm going to capture it yet, but somehow we're going to work that into professional development. It's how are you in the physical space? What can the students see? How can the students participate? All of those are questions in that. And I think bringing teachers into those classrooms would be beneficial. And it would also be beneficial to have those same teachers in um, more formal academic settings to see that they're really not that far apart. In, in, in what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I think another thing that comes to mind when I hear you talk about the different um, nuances between fields and how some folks are really, um, you know, this is their strong suit and maybe somebody else has something different. The idea is for us to get together so that we can share that information so that we can all work smarter and not harder. Why would I go outside source when the inside source here at this institution has exactly what I'm looking for? So I think that there's a, a lot to that. We need to be able to utilize the folks who are very knowledgeable in teaching in various different ways. And I think we have that here on this campus represented. It's just how do we tap into that? And perhaps the teaching square or circle is the way to do it. Right. Yeah. And um, just one last thing on this. You mentioned team teaching. And I, I think inter, interdisciplinary team teaching, I think, is there's a, some possibilities in there. And um, we're going to have to save that one for another discussion sometime, because I think that a lot of what we're talking about is in the observation process. I think those initial questions that I had about how do we ensure teacher agency, how do we make this supportive and not judgmental, it sounds to me like the key to this is community building. And that community building builds trust. So it's relationships, community, and trust seem to be um, keys here, I think. All of those things. And the last thing I would add would just be clear expectation of all parties involved. Um, because, you know, if... If the expectation is exactly as we lay it out, then there's no surprise, right? Nobody can be feeling badly about, okay, this is what we thought it was and this is what we got. So I think clarity, um, open communication, 
engaging and building community and trust are all things that are really powerful, especially when we talk about sharing our like things, you know, folks, I'm a teacher and it's very personal to me. And so um, sharing that with another human, that's really a gift. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that comes that comes back to another question I had about ensuring teacher agency in the observation process, you know, and that can only come through communicating those expectations and making the process transparent. Exactly. And I think that folks on this campus and that our faculty here are well-versed to be able to participate and ensure, I think everybody at the table wants to make sure that we are ensuring um, teacher agency because it it really is personal to all of us. All right, Tiffany, thank you very much for your time. You're listening to Simon Says Educate. And you'll hear more from us about the observation process as we go on through the year and uh, in base camp. So thank you again. Thank you so much, Jeff. And that wraps up another insightful episode of Simon Says Educate. Thank you for joining us today as we delve into the fascinating world of teaching and learning at Clover Park Technical College. We hope you've enjoyed the conversation and gained valuable insights to inspire your own educational journey. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Remember to join us again next week as we continue to explore innovative strategies and share inspiring stories from the CPTC community. Until then, I'm Simon, your AI host, reminding you to never stop learning and growing. Take care, and see you next time on Simon Says Educate.